Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, ambassador of 805 Connect, and your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. Our show is exclusively sponsored by California Lutheran University's School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and encouragement. And thanks to our podcasting partner, Pull String Press, for this great studio, and to Patrick, my co-host. Welcome, Patrick. Hi, Mark. So nice to see you today. Great to be here. It's a, I, I think we've got the great energy in the room, and we're going to be talking about energy with our guest, Eric Malzone, who's the program director and co-founder at CrossFit Pacific Coast. Welcome, Eric. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm good. Yeah? Good. It's, it's Friday. Yeah. So, you beat it. So the thing I love about CrossFit is, uh, and the thing that scares people, you, you call it the WAD. Mm-hmm. Tell me what the WAD is. Well, WAD is an acronym, right? Uh, we love, love acronyms. Oh, do you? The gym. Yeah, they're all over the place. And it stands for workout of the day. Uh, we don't actually use it that much at our gym, but it's very popular in the CrossFit uh, community worldwide. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it simply just represents what the workout is of the day for the gym. We have every day, most CrossFit gyms, I would presume, every day have a different workout. So when you come in, sure. you're getting a constantly, you're getting something different. So uh, the WAD is um, just that workout that was designated by the, the coach or the owner of, of that gym. So do you write the WAD? I do. I do. So I want to, we're going we're gonna to get fitness and business. That's where we're going yeah. to focus. Okay? <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Um, you're an entrepreneur. You started to business. So we're, we're going to kind of go all over the place. But mm-hmm. I want to stay on this idea of WAD because what I found from that, I'm not in CrossFit, but my wife Kimberly is. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're both martial artists. And so she uh, wanted to get in the best shape of her life for her fourth degree test. And that's when she joined uh, CrossFit Pacific Coast. Yeah. And she gets, she's been doing gym things her whole life and gets bored easy. And I think people get bored easy with that routine, which is where what I understand the WAD helps because every day it's different. You don't know what it's going to be. So here's what was interesting to us. We were just talking about this the other day. What if you looked at your business that way and there was a WAD for your business? So today we're going to work on these three things. And if you worked as hard on your business for an hour as you do on your body for an hour, what profound difference might that make in your business? What would you say if we did something like that? Yeah, I think that's a a great way to look at it. I constantly am recognizing new ways that uh, fitness and sport parallel business. Sure. And, uh, you nailed it. You know, and if, if you're doing, you know, if in business you're doing the same single thing every day, you're going to burn out just like you would. In well, most people regime. are, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, they are. They yeah, go and just do the same thing, same thing, same thing. Yeah. yeah. And one thing that's great about um, being an entrepreneur, I'm sure you guys all understand, is that you get to do something every day that's different, you know, because you choose what you do. Sure. And that's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a key point. And I think it's key to, to long-term success in just about anything. You know, you got to be able to, of course, grind it out and the stuff that needs to be ground out. Got to do the work. You got to do the work. Yeah, you can't avoid that. Um, I think a lot of people live in the constant dreamer state and neglect the fact that you just, there's times you just got to, you got to roll up your sleeves and just get the work done. But um, 
you got to be looking big picture and you got to be advancing and you got to be uh, trying new things. And, you know, I mean, you probably have statistics on how many things in an entrepreneur's life fail before they finally find the successes, right? <laughs> we, we had a conversation with a guest where he talked about this idea where you have ideas, but he called it the cemetery of ideas. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I'd never, I'd never heard that before. But this living with all these dead ideas around. Yeah. And, and that's, I've always thought that the dreamer is that one who has the ideas but never executes. Right. And it's the entrepreneur who figures out which one of those ideas they actually go sit down, do the work, get it done, right. find customers, solve, solve a need. Right. So let's go back to that. Because I'm, I'm really interested in yeah, this idea yeah, of the wad for business. Mm -hmm. So what would be, and I, and I love that intersection between business and sports. I think mm -hmm. it's the sports discipline is really great for business people. Mm -hmm. So what's the equivalent of the push-up? Or you have this thing called wall <laughs> balls, which are, I love that, where you've got this huge, you've got a heavy ball, it's pretty right, big, right. and you throw it above your head and bounce it off the wall, maybe 10, 12 feet above you, and then you mm -hmm. catch it and then come down into a squat. Right. Extremely effective exercise. Yeah, very. In a lot of different ways. If done right, yep. <laughs> well, that's the other thing you do, <laughs> right? Right. You're, you're, you focus on form. Yeah. So let's, again, bring it back to business. What's the equivalent of the, the wall ball and the squat mm -hmm. in your business as you're focusing on form? And this is a new way of thinking, so yeah. I, I don't know the answer, so maybe we can discover it today. Yeah, and let me give you a little background um, You know, when it comes to program design and workout design is that as random as it may seem to our clients, uh, it's not. It's plan, oh. it's plan randomness, right? Um, we have a general um, direction that we want to be moving with our group clients. And uh, we want to make sure that it's random, but we are covering all of the necessary things that we need to, to, to generate uh, general balance, right, in fitness. And in that idea, I think that reflects really well on business because you know, okay, I need to be working on um, my, my business structure, my systems, right? right. I need to be working on marketing. I need to be working on development of my uh, staff. I need to be working on all these things, right? And in fitness, you got to be saying, well, I got to be working on my aerobic system. I got to be working on my lower body strength. I got to be working on my upper body strength. I got to be working on lactic power. You know, I'm not going to get a geeky. Get La out. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, sorry. Now, Maybe I should have thrown that no, out. No, 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 no. <laughs> actually, I'm glad you did because Patrick and I play a game called Buzzword Bingo. Okay. <laughs> all right. And My card's filling up. <laughs> so say that one again. It was lactic. Uh, lactic power. I love it. What is lactic power? Oh, man. This is, uh, it's okay, this is, a, ra this is a rabbit you, hole. Yeah. Well, we won't let you go too far down, but let us, okay. let's all peek in together. Okay. Yeah, let's take a look at this. So uh, how would I describe this? So we have general energy systems that we work with, right? Okay. As a human being, we have, and this is in a grand scale, we have our aerobic system, our anaerobic system, and... Um, our creatine phosphate system, okay? okay. And uh, aerobic is something that you might think of as a marathoner, right? Someone who can do a long, sustainable, okay. right? And we're never using just one one um, energy system at a time. They're all being used, but one is just tend to be uh, used more or, or two are used more. Uh, anaerobic is going to be, if you think about um, a, uh, if I try to, if I tell you to run in 800 meters as fast as you can, which is about three to four minutes work for most people. It's two laps around the track. Uh, 
that would be two laps around the track as fast as you can, right? At some point, you're going to start to feel some burning sensations sure. in the legs, in sure. the lungs, right? That's your anaerobic system. And, and what happens is as a byproduct, it produces lactate, lactic acid, okay. right? So as a, um, so you want to be able to f- function as a human being to be able to dive into that power that's there by using that energy system. Hmm. Right. And then we train CrossFit athletes. So I do a lot of group program, but I also do a lot of private coaching and private programming for athletes uh, in the world of CrossFit and all over all different kinds of athletes um, and people in general, Um, not just athletes. I just call them all athletes. Sure. Uh, There's a lot of things that go into it. Right. So you got to look at the plan overall and kind of looping this back to what we were talking about earlier is that you have all these things, you know, do you need to work on? Right. But you can work on them in different ways. Right. So let's say uh, we need to work on lower body strength. I know I'm going to work on that every Monday. But I also in my business, I know I'm going to work on um, marketing every Monday. But does it have to be the same? Is it the same marketing plan? Is it the same plan to work on lower body strength? No, it's different. But we're still working on it every Monday and whatever that is. So there's variation within there. There can be a ton of variation within a plan. And I think that also for, and maybe it's just the way my brain functions, but it's nice to know that I have a kind of some sort of schedule, but within my schedule, I have a lot of freedom and, um, and very in variance. Is it, I think it's true that you, I frequently say creativity craves constraint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I so, like that a lot. Right. So I, yeah. I, I know I'm constrained in some way. I know today it's the day we work on marketing. In fact, right. that's kind of liberating. Right. No. So that's called um, preparing, but not planning. So I've prepared for that day, but I haven't planned exactly. I don't know where we're going to go. That's the right. an improv way of, of looking at life. Yeah. So what is, give me an example. Let's stay on business. Give me an example. <laughs> of, I don't know why you're afraid that he's going to go somewhere else with you, Mark. <laughs> like ma- Start making you do some push-ups or some wall balls. Or Let's stay on business. Let's not start lifting kettlebells. Let's stay on business. <laughs> I'm I'm afraid I've gone and seen their competitions and they're just scary good. These these athletes are are fantastic. What's what kind of competition? How does the competition work then into what you guys do? How is that important to mm-hmm. um, to the gym that you're working? Yeah, uh, so we have, um, you know, so I, I, if you're familiar with CrossFit as a sport, and this is important designation between the two, is there's CrossFit for general health and fitness, right? Right, and then there's CrossFit as a sport. And I think where um, it gets mixed up in the media and people start to think that, oh, it's CrossFit's dangerous or it's unhealthy is because people are really getting it mixed up. Um, CrossFit for health and fitness is awesome. You come in the classes that we provide, right? It's safe. We really work on form. We don't give you too much volume, right? It's, it's just enough sure, to keep you healthy sure. and functioning correctly. Now, when you go to anything and you make it your sport, then you're, um, you are accepting a general amount of risk that something may go wrong in your training, right? You may realize that a lot of times the top end athletes in any sport are actually not healthy. (laughs) They're not. Mm, They're mm. breaking themselves or putting themselves under an incredible amount of stress. They're They're actually moving away from health, Mm. right? And I think when people get mixed up is a lot of gyms, um, unfortunately, within the world of CrossFit and um, don't designate that properly. So they have the person off the street treating it as a sport. Mm. And that's where things go wrong. So in the competitive world of CrossFit, maybe you've seen it on TV, getting back to your question, is that we have the CrossFit Games. Right. Um, that's the big one that's been going on now for... Aren't uh, they coming up? Yeah, next weekend. 
There wow. you go. Yeah, really exciting time for for us uh, in our little geeky world across. Sure. <laughs> um, so that's the big that's the big goal. But now the athletes that do that are so incredible that the average Joe's uh, really it's out of touch. So what's happening is you're starting to see bigger movements of more local competitions where people can enter. Um, you know, anybody can really enter. You know, and, and go and, and do these competitions and get that that that. It's a nice rush, rush from that, yeah, right? Yeah, right. and get that feeling and the butterflies you wake up with in the morning and, you know, all of those things that really make competition cool and exciting. Um, so that's that's now available, and we do one of those or two of those a year, um, you know, here locally in Santa Barbara. Competition, I think, in business is, I mean, we're always competing, right? That's, always. It defines it. Yeah. And so having that in our fitness adds that that edge mm-hmm. to to the workouts. So I want to take now, we'll, we'll spin a little bit. Mm-hmm. Through uh, CrossFit Pacific Coast, I was um, introduced to the Whole Life Challenge and this concept of challenges, which are uh, a, bur- a, ta- a part of energy over you know 8 to 12 weeks mm-hmm. where you work on something. And through that challenge, there were these three pillars of, of fitness, wellness, and nutrition. Yeah. Tell us about that, because I know you've you you've done that, and then you did your own challenge uh, this yeah. year that you you know localized. So yeah. tell me about those three things and how important that balance is. Yeah, yeah, I actually call it the trinity of of uh, health. Right, is you need um, nutrition is kind of the cornerstone for everything. Um, you have proper nutrition, you can you can you can live a very happy life yep. and long life. Right, um, you know, genetics aside, and um, and fitness, and then what we call lifestyle pieces. And uh, my business partner, Traver Boehm, came up with the Evolution Challenge 805, which was um, our- The Evolution? Evolution Challenge 805. Okay. And we did it this year um, at the beginning of the year. And what we try to do is, um, you know, his goal with that was how do you change someone's life uh, over a six-week span mm. um, for the better, obviously. Sure. And, uh, you know, it. We, we threw a lot of things out there. You know, I think we did- um, we tried a lot, and now we're going to refine the process to make it really effective for the group. But you got to have those three things. And when we talk about lifestyle, it's something that um, is rarely actually, you know, if you go to a trainer somewhere, they're probably not going to touch on lifestyle a whole lot, but we talk about it all the time, right? What are your stress levels like? What are you, what, are you sleeping? You know, what do you do? Are you getting recreation? Is there balance within your life? Because that promotes health, mental health, right? Mm-hmm. And we all mm-hmm. know upstairs, if you're not if you're not tidy upstairs, everything else is going to fall apart. So really, we put that ahead of most things. And fitness happens to be the, you know, the cherry on top. You know, if you want to be really, really fit, that seems unique for a, a fitness facility. Yeah, I mean, we talk about it all the time. I just had a, a meeting with some coaches today, um, and we talked about okay, you know, we have all these checklists of things that we want to put through put people through but really what does our job come down to that makes us unique and different as a fitness coach or a health coach is our ability to recognize lifestyle you know changes Um, because people come to us really why because most of the time unless it's an athlete you know pushing towards potential is they want just a better lifestyle they want to feel good they want to look good they want to attract a a, a better partner they want to do all these things and if you're not looking um at the what I call the back end of everything and same in business if you're not healthy on the back end if you're not doing the things that you know the sleep and the and um, making sure you're managing your stress or whatever it is meditation or mindfulness or um, you know all of the 
getting enough recreation, like I said before, then the front end stuff, it just isn't going to come. You really got to get everything in order on the back end first. And I think that goes with business too, is, you know, you can't be, you know, I see, we see a lot of business people who are way out of balance, right? I would think so. Right. And they, and they figure that, uh, the 50 minutes in the gym is going to solve everything. Right. Yeah. No, it doesn't. No. No, you, you can't out train a bad diet, first of all. Right? That's, <laughs> well, that's, I love that. that that's there's the, a, there's our the quote. You can't uh, out train a bad diet. diet. You can't. Yeah. A little long for a t-shirt, but maybe perfect for a, for a little uh, on <laughs> iTunes. Uh, throw that into the, uh, the yeah. description of the show. That's a, that's a pretty common saying in, in the business. Is it? Yeah. How big, how big of a population are you working with right now at the gym? And what is your vision for like what you would... Um, what are you going for? You want to, you want to mm-hmm. just, you, you, when do you know to, Oh, we need to open a new gym or mm-hmm. we need to like, what, what's the vision for like, what kind of community are you working? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, community is a great word that you chose because that's really, uh, what we are. You know, uh, I, I do, or we do a survey, um, with our clients, uh, once a year at the end of the year, just to see what we can be doing better or what, what it is that brings them into the gym. And there's, you know, let's face it, there's a ton of, um, options here in Santa Barbara when it comes to fitness. So community is something we really try to drive. We have, it's, it, you walk in, everyone's friends, right? Sure. If it's your first day, you come in and people introduce themselves to you, right? Next thing you know, you're hanging out, um, you know, at a happy hour or something like that. Nothing that's the healthiest thing ever, but you get could the be, point. It could be healthy. It, could be, happy it can hour, be, right? Sure. You know, and, and, and that's the green community juice. Thing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so community is something we really try to push. It's really hard to describe how you do that. It's just, it comes, I think, hopefully from the top down, you know, everyone's friendly, everyone's welcoming, everyone's super supportive. So you hire for that? Uh, we actually, um, the way we hire people is uh, everybody is homegrown. So everybody in our gym, all of our coaches and our trainers have started as clients. Mm. And um, Annie Petronic, who is a mentor to Traver and I when we first opened, said, you'll know your, your coaches um, because you can't get them out of the gym. <laughs> Self-select. Huh? Yeah. Huh. You know, you're like, huh. well, obviously, you know, that person. Sure. How about uh, we just uh, put your name on that door? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Because yeah. they love it. Right. right. They sure. really do. So they're going to do it. Uh, they would probably coach for free, but we decided, hey, why don't we pay you? Right. <laughs> and, sure. uh, and, and you can do it. And um, so for the vision for us, you know, right now we're about 250 total clients wow. at the gym. And uh, we have we have rooms, you know, we, we're really trying to push a little bit more of the private training side. Um, and, uh, you know, we haven't thought about, you know, uh, I mean, of course, another location is always on your mind, but it's, uh, it's a little bit more headache, you know, a uh, little bit more overhead. And sometimes you got to think, you know, well, what am I happy with? And, uh, there's a bit that. of a, a distraction too, when you open up that second location and mm-hmm. it's got a different, yeah, it's got a different vibe. I'm going to pivot again. Yeah, please. Staying with your thinking about whole body and prescript, I mean, just kind of helping. Uh, I'm going to park one question. Do you have an organizational psychologist uh, in the mix? Think about that. Mm-mm. But I know that you recently started an entrepreneurial group, mm-hmm. to, which I don't know of a gym who's got an entrepreneurial group. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so tell me about that. What, and what yeah. caused you to, to do that? Where did you see the need you were filling? You know, I don't know. I think it came down to um, the sense of community. Like, how do we really promote community within the gym? And what does that mean? Um, how do we add value to um, the experience that people have at the gym? 
And for some reason, um, CrossFit style training tends to attract entrepreneurs. Huh. Uh, and I started looking around. I'm like, God, there's a lot of people here. And, uh, you know, you're, um, you know, Kimberly, uh, and Kim were a huge motivator to do something like this. Um, Kim Fosky and, uh, I started looking around, wouldn't it be cool if we all just met once a month and we mm-hmm. just talked about entrepreneurialism, you know, and, and, and what we could be doing. Cause there's so much to learn from each other. Sure. And, uh, you know, we put it together and we had a, a big outing initially and we dropped off. Now we're building again, you know, we're putting some structure into it. It's just really fun. You know, I, I, I don't know, um, what made me do it exactly or what promoted the, the initial thought, but, uh, here we are. It's great. It's really fun. So it was that observation that you had a lot of entrepreneurs. I've also noticed you, uh, I hear that you have a lot of service perfect, a lot of, mm-hmm. uh, f- fire police, mm-hmm. EMTs. You've got service mm-hmm. people in there as well. What do you yeah. think attracts them? Well, um, for first responders, they first uh, responders, there yeah, you go. They, um, we don't have a ton of them, but we're, we're starting to get more. Um, you know, probably have about a dozen, I would say, in, in some way. Uh, they really have to be ready for anything. Mm. You know, um, there's another gentleman in town, uh, Garrett Tesla, who has a podcast. Um, it's called The Squad Room, and it's just for um, law enforcement officers. Oh. And it's his story. Um, he's been working with uh, Traver now, and he talks about it. But they say they're essentially, you know, if you look at law enforcement or fire or anything, they're athletes who need to be ready at any given time. Right. Sure. Like right now, boom, something, something could happen. Right. You gotta be, you gotta be ready. You know, a law enforcement, a police officer could be walking down the street. All of a sudden hears gunshots the next block over. He's on. Right. Mm-hmm. And the type of training that we do at the gym is really just promote general, it's called a general physical preparedness program. We just want you prepared as best possible for anything that life may throw at you. So I think in that way, um, the reality of the training, we don't coddle, you know, this is functional movement. You're going to learn how to, squat you're gonna learn how to do a pull-up how to climb a rope how to do things that you know i don't know how many people have to climb a rope in their real life but it'd be nice that you had it in your tool bag if you needed it right Mm, mm. um so that's that's why they're really attracted to to um, what we do is the functional aspect of it which is a word that's been thrown around a lot lately since crossfit but functional is just states for it's real life stuff right this is stuff that's adaptable i've heard i've heard that is like um they teach you the 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 exercise the how, how do you uh, um, justify doing squats? Mm-hmm. But um, they said it's you know I've got to reach down and pick up something that fell. You know, yeah. Do I? Yeah, it's a deadlift, right? Essentially, you're just picking something up, right? Squatting. Um, you know, there's this huge debate over, and I don't see why there's even a debate why you shouldn't squat past a certain point as far as depth. Like you should only go to a quarter <laughs> squat. I mean. Have you ever traveled the world? You've seen what people need to do sure. and they need to go to the bathroom? Like that's what what? Um anyway, yeah. You so should you should not it. use your body in every way you can think of. It's really best if you just <laughs> sit in an office chair, yeah. stop yeah. all this moving hey. around stuff. Yeah. Just sit down to the level of your knees. That's all yeah. you need. Yeah, you whatever know? whatever I whatever happens, I don't want you to be uncomfortable. Just don't get up. Just don't stay be seated. Yeah. yeah. Just don't, yeah, be, don't uncomfortable. be uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Cuz that would never lead to success. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You talked about uh you talked about aerobic training, you talked mm-hmm. about anaerobic training, mm-hmm. you talked about the lactic power. Mm-hmm. And you gave us an example for aerobic was marathon and I mm-hmm. went to thinking about in the business. There's you know, there's a lot of things where you've got to have that good training for the marathon. Just yeah. the, 
you got to just be good at holding things together. Mm -hmm. And then on the anaerobic, it's being able to do those sprints. So being able to have the conditioning in the business to be able to do that sprint. Yep. I'm, and I, I keep trying to make these analogies between the two because I think one. there's something big there. Right. So what's the lactic power in the business? Yeah, yeah. I think the lactic power would be that 30-minute um, speech you have to give, mm. you know, that, mm. that sales pitch of that high-energy, high-intensity thing that you need at that moment that's, you know, 10 minutes long, Right. That's a type of, of thing that you need in business occasionally. It doesn't pop up often, right? Or the two-minute elevator pitch. Right, right. Or all of a sudden your adrenaline spiked. Something needs to happen. You need to be able to deal with that. I think that would maybe be a representation of, of that type of training in, in the fitness world. Um, but, you know, the aerobic training we all know is, is that, that, that long-term grind. Endurance. That, you know, that, that vision of what it's going to look like in five years and ten years and be able to stay on track on that and then, uh, you know, the anaerobic is probably going to represent those, those long nights, right? Or some nights you have a deadline and you need to get, you need to get stuff in. Um, doesn't really happen in my business, but, uh, um, I would imagine that's, you know, some, some similarities. There. Yeah, very much. There's another aspect of fitness. Um, I'm a martial artist, as you know, yeah. and, um, one of the things we do is practicing stillness. Mm. And I know one of the things that you do is is meditation, and mm-hmm. that's a big part of it. How important is that in fitness? I, I think people, it's all about doing the push-ups, doing the work, but how is the not doing the work, the being still? Yeah. And, and what's the role of that? Yeah. Well, um, so from a physiological standpoint, you want to be able to be uh, in a parasympathetic state, right? What does that mean exactly? Uh, well, you have, okay, so you're in a stress state and you're in a non-stress state. Okay. So let's just talk about it that way. Okay. So, you know, when you're doing training, right, you're, you're going to stress yourself. And that's intentional, right? You want to put yourself through stress. Um, that's the actual training part, right? Uh, and then when you're, when you're recovering, you want to be in a low-stress environment, right? So the time in between your workouts, you want to be as much low-stress as you can. Mm. So if I am somebody who trains really hard for, let's say, uh, one to two hours a day. And then in my off time, I go to a very stressful job and then I come home and uh, I have kids screaming. Things are crazy at home. I get five, six hours of sleep. It's not nearly enough. I wake up, I repeat it again. That's not healthy, right? You're never giving your time, your mm-hmm. body enough time mm-hmm. to recover, right? Um, so you've got to find those times in, in order to engage your body and let it just calm down and change literally the physiological state of your body um, so that you can get into a calming state and allow the body to recover and rebuild, right? Because really what training is, it's not the training that makes you stronger and faster. It's the recovery in between that makes you stronger and faster. Because what you're doing in training is you're essentially stressing yourself to a certain point. What you need to do is be able to adapt to that that stress. And I think that's... uh, That can be really said in business too, is you got to be able to push hard for a while and then recover from that push and that's when you sit back right and you refine you're like oh you kind of take a step back right and you look at it like oh what was that big push all about was it successful how did i feel when i was doing it right all those things that reflection and then you can refine the process try it again same same with training you know same thing in 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 training so there's a, a muscle memory yeah that's part of it for sure I um, was told 
with my martial training because I didn't come from that background at all, so that was all new. Mm-hmm. Was he gets us into high stress environments? So when we're sparring or someone's attacking us, we'll specifically have the person yelling at you to kind of simulate that environment. Yeah, and the change when you it feels more real. Right. He said because what he wants you to do is feel what the adrenaline pulsing through your body is like yeah so that when it happens outside the gym in a real life situation you can defend yourself and you're you're not taken aback mm-hmm. by that burst of energy yeah. well, or when you get in a car accident you have to remember to get the insurance or when a boss is uh, taking issue with you or a client or a customer is taking issue with you you're you're comfort not comfortable but but less uh, agitated inside of that state of agitation. You've been there before. Right. 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 You feel that. So that's why we train. Yeah. So what is the some uh, the person who's listening right now? Mm-hmm. Is we only ever have one listener. Who's probably lifting a kettlebell over their head. Yeah, right probably. Well, they might be working out. <laughs> doing this a box, is kind of cool. Box jump <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. do yeah. that. Um, what is the, and, and if they're an entrepreneur, they're running, you know, 50% of the people in 805 Connect are, small business owners, mm-hmm. not everyone, but they're a leader. How much time is the kind of the right amount of time to, to train? Mm-hmm. What's the optimal time? Uh, as far as amount Let's of time? Let's say a day and then, and then within a week. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, most of my, my coaches and my clients will know, uh, won't be surprised when I answer with, it depends. Sure, that's uh, always the, the perfect you know, answer. That, that's that's the, the real answer. It depends on that person as an individual and all the other factors that we talk about that go into the back end, the sleep, the stress, the nutrition, um, the essence of that person. Um, and then you got to look at, um, you know, if someone came to me and, and, and they're not, you know, I'm not coaching and they ask me a question like that, I would probably say, well, first of all, what kind of exercise are you doing? Because the best exercise program is the one that you'll actually do. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's rule number one. Even if it's just, you know, you could tell someone, hey, I got a great kettlebell routine for you to do, but they don't like working with kettlebells. They really just like jogging. Great. Stick to jogging because <laughs> that's what you're actually going to get up and do. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, you got to really look at what specifically the goals are for that person. Right. If someone is just looking to keep an edge, they're already re- relatively fit and they're at a good, um, you know, uh, amount of body fat or whatever they want to be, then just some maintenance work of, you know, maybe uh, 30 to 45 minutes a day for three to four days a week will do them. Mm. Now, if you want to be someone who, uh, you know, you got some, some loftier goals, maybe you need to lose, you know, you want to lose 100 pounds. Um, well, then it's going to change a little bit. You know, um, you're going to be spending a lot more time uh, journaling your food log uh, mm-hmm. than actual training. You know, you'll be lifting some weights and doing things like that, but you're going to be looking at what you're eating every day. You're going to be spending, I'd rather see you planning more time, uh, um, giving more time to planning your meals on Sundays and Wednesdays, right? So that everything is thought out for your week. So you don't have to worry about that. Uh, cause that's, you know, so it, long answer to a short question totally depends on that person. Um, and that's why we're really in business is because people don't know those answers and they need guidance on that stuff. Right, and, and that's right, what we right. think about all day long, you know, um, why do you have your bookkeeper do your bookkeeping? Because they're really good at it. And it's all they do. 
right? Yeah. And I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, why do you have a, why do you have a coach or you know a, a trainer? It's because that's what they do all day, and they know exactly what to tell you to, to do. Um, so that's our role within someone's life, and um, it's a really good question. I would say if if you don't know, um, get someone to do it. I think as entrepreneurs, we all know we will have our value of time. Sure. Right. And we want to value that time. Uh, we want to make sure that time is used as best as possible. And uh, it would be instead of just taking pot shots at it and trying to figure out what the best routine is for you to do, just hire someone to teach you how to do it. Um, just like, you know, um, just like when I, I was telling someone today, the best moments of my entrepreneurial life is when I, we hired an office manager <laughs> and <laughs> I hired a bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. I was like, because I hate that stuff. Right. And I wasn't good at it. And it was taking way too much time. And once I freed myself up to do it and going from there. Uh, yeah, that was a rabbit hole. What is the, <laughs> there's a business around fitness. Mm-hmm. What is it that got you here to Santa Barbara mm-hmm. and saw that this was an opportunity not only to help people, so I, I appreciate the service part mm-hmm. of that, but I mean, you can make a living at this. Mm-hmm. And there's a business at it. Yeah. Talk to us about that decision. What I mean, did you have a couple of things on the table you were picking from and you yeah. decided this? Yeah, so when... Um, my background, you know, when I'm, I, uh, I've been a competitive athlete now for 33 years, which every time I say it shocks me, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, well, how did that happen? Um, but I have, I've always been in some kind of training environment. And, um, uh, after college, I continued on with a master's water polo program up in, um, in the Bay area, up in Northern California. And, uh, as far as, and I, I did that for a while and, um, after my first five or six years of working uh, in the corporate environment, you know, I did various forms of sales. Uh, I was uh, in a recruiting business. I worked for radio stations, which was really fun. Uh, and then various uh, other types of sales. I did some real estate. Uh, I just, I, I was, I realized that I didn't want to work for anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, that was mm-hmm. my big thing. And my dad actually had very similar past in our, in our, in our lives. And so when it got close to the age of 30, I, I started really searching for him. Like, well, what am I going to do? You know, and then you start having those, the twenties are great, super fun, right? Trying to figure it all out. Sure. Once that, that three O started creeping up, you're like, well, God, what am I really going to do for the rest of my life? So I started looking for things where I could get ahead, you know, of, of maybe a, an, an oncoming surge in, in something new. And I was too late on the dot com, right? I graduated college simply too late. Um, I was late on the real estate boom. Right. That thing came crashing down Sure. <laughs> right when sure, I got sure. in. And then so I started doing CrossFit to um, actually I was thinking about being in the fire department and my business partner, Traver, um, and long term friend, uh, known each other for about 18 years. Uh, he really he got me into it. So when I started doing CrossFit, I was just like, oh, it's just an exercise routine that I need to do to supplement my water pool and everything else. So I was starting to put a little bit of weight. And uh, now I was like, God, I sat there in there in this guy's gym. It was Chris Lane. Uh, but in San Francisco, it was Jacqueline's uh, grand-nephew, I uh-huh. believe. And I just watched his gym blow up. I mean, really? it was crazy. Like, he went from, I think I was member number 35, and then he was at 200 by the end of the year. Hmm. Uh, granted, our gym did not grow that fast. Sure. Just, it was okay. way harder than that. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, so when we started looking at it, um, I was like, ah, oh, what, you know, what a great, it was just in the back of my head. I'm like, this is amazing. And it doesn't seem, you know, from the business aspect, I'm like, it doesn't seem that hard to run. Maybe I'm missing something. And when Traver, uh, it all started with the text message, like, hey, would you be interested in opening a gym? So and, and 
it was not the back of the napkin, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it was a text message. It was message. a text message, and uh, which evolved into the back of a napkin, right? And so I thought about it, and I, I called him later that night. I'm like, you serious? You know, like, yeah, I think I do. I want to do that. That sounds amazing. Because then, you know, it starts sinking in. I'm like, oh, what a beautiful lifestyle. And uh, so we started looking at um, places we want to open the gym. Because at that time, this is 2007, 2008, it was the wild, wild west of CrossFit. People were claking, claiming staying, like stakes all over the country, mm-hmm. all over the mm-hmm. world. So we started looking and doing research. We're like, where were their CrossFit gyms? Um, I we, start, we picked out like five places that we both want to live. And Santa Barbara topped uh, the list as far as uh, there was um, one gentleman doing here, still in business and doing well, um, but he was doing it out of his garage. So we're like, well, you know, let's go down to Santa Barbara and we'll just give it a shot. We didn't know a single person. We both moved here. He came from L.A. I came from San Francisco. Uh, we opened the gym not knowing a single person and oh just gosh. went from and just went for it. And obviously we had to learn a lot, you know, not only about business, but um, there's a lot of things that we really needed to learn about the actual group fitness model. You know, because we had both been training on teams for a long time. Traver came from an actual um, a martial arts background as right. well in MMA. Right. And so we knew we knew how to do that, but, we, you know, we needed to learn about the group fitness model. So probably more out of um, insecurity is we really started gathering and eating up knowledge as fast as we could. And um, it was just sheer, uh, you know, resilience and, and um, stubbornness probably that, that got us to this point because there's a lot of reasons why we should have quit. You know, well, there always are. Uh, you know, when we first started, it was just, well, we don't know anybody. So how are we going to get our first client? So we would, we would, we had our business cards and we had to deal with each other. We're like, okay, we need to go out and talk to this many people every week or we owe each other $20. Nice. Oh, nice. And that was how we did it. We went to anything that was, um, fitness, somewhat fitness related. We offered free months to anybody who was a manager and owner. Sure. And, uh, slowly, slowly it started to build and then CrossFit started to build. Right. right. And then the phone started ringing a little bit more. That brand's helped. Yeah. And that's helped a lot. So uh, unique, unique trip. In that amount of time, what would you say was the biggest surprise? Oh, man, the biggest surprise. Um, well, I think the biggest lesson that I've learned in business so far through this one is... Um, do not get complacent. We there was a point where probably about two um, two years ago, where we had we had reached 250 members at our gym, and we're like, you know what? Let's just cap it. You know, Ooh. we're good. We're good. <laughs> and uh, and it, it was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> How long and did it now, take and, you and to so figure that out? It took. Well, we had about three or four months of just a lot of. Um, loss at the gym. We had attrition. We had attrition. And then we're like, whoa, how do we get here? You know, now we're down to 160. Mm, mm, mm. And how did that happen? Literally like a blink of an eye, where that's where we were. So then we had to spend more time building it back up and really thinking about, well, in, in, in long-term sight, it was a blessing, right? At the time it was awful. Sure. But now we're like, okay, well, what's, what really got us to that point? You know, we took a good look at systems. We took a good look at uh, client retention. We took a good look at business development and referral strategies and all these things that go into it. So it 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 sucked at the time, but now there's so many lessons that we learned from it. That, that you're better at servicing better. your clients. We're, I think so. I hope so. I think our clients would would say that. Yeah. What do people not know about your gym? 
that you'd like them to know? Um, I would like them to know that uh, CrossFit is for everybody. You know, there was hmm. a point where I said that um, CrossFit is, isn't for everybody. Like you shouldn't, you know, some people just shouldn't do it. And I think uh, now I've changed my tune, and, and, but I'll put a caveat on that. I'll say that CrossFit is for everybody, but group classes are not. Hmm. Uh, some people just simply shouldn't be in group classes because, A, maybe they're not a social person. And that's okay, you know, sure. or maybe they have some limitations in the way they move or um, whatever it is, they'd be better off in an in a, in a individualized program. And that's in our service offering that we've really been developing over the last two years is, okay, how do we take all of the great things that we do in our training and our group classes and put that towards an individual model? And that's the key. And the other thing is that we have, um, it's a very safe thing to do. You know, I think that's uh, something that, CrossFit in general worldwide lost um, the media war probably about three, four years ago when there was this mad rush of CrossFit's dangerous, all these things that mm -hmm. happen, mm -hmm. right? Um, and we've been fighting that every day, and it's, it's just not true. Um, I, I, will, I can say with 100% certainty that I see more injuries from kickball leagues than I do from huh. CrossFit. And I'm not talking like a small margin. I'm talking like exponentially more. And... Uh, you know, um, it's just, it's a safe thing to do. Anybody can do it. We build you up, um, from whatever level you're at and, uh, just try, just come in and give it a shot because that's, that's the one thing that, um, there's no reason to be intimidated. There's not. And that's, that's, that's the thing that we battle every day. And I don't know if all gyms can say that they do that, but we put such a, a welcoming and warm feeling out there for people that, you know, just come see us. And, you know, if you feel like CrossFit might be something you want to do, we'll, we'll take care of you and we'll make sure that you do it correctly. There's an event that you have um, every month, which would be a great place for people to mm -hmm. come and meet you, mm -hmm. which I think you call it Third Thursday or yeah. what? Tell me about that. Yeah, yeah. Third Thursday. That was something that we um, we came up with a couple of years ago. So Third Thursday of every month. It's not every month. It's most months. Uh, we have a speaker come. Um, or someone within the gym <clears throat> and it's free. It's free to anybody who wants to come. So you don't have to be a member. You don't have to be a member. Yeah. It's totally open to the public. And, uh, we've had some really cool talks. Um, Kimberly is doing the next one, which is X. I I'm unfortunately gonna be out of town. Um, but it sounds amazing and you could probably tell more about it in a second, but we've had people who, um, you know, we'll have Trevor and I have done talks on various things, stress, sleep, goal setting, um, how to program workouts. Uh, we've had, um, Recently, we had the Santa Barbara Beekeepers Association come really? in. Really? Yeah, it was so cool. They brought in the actual beehive, and they talked about us, like, what is really going on with See the bees? See how fast you could run away from bees? <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they, they... Or they induced the stress level. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. Are these bees? Yeah. Uh, the honey was delicious. Oh, but, if, uh, you know, yeah. something, I mean, just on that note, the, they need our help. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the bee... Oh. The bee situation is dire. And yeah, it is. Uh, Go look up the Santa Barbara Beekeepers Association, and they will give you a ton of information how you can help. So just little samples of that that we do throughout the community. Um, and we're always looking for speakers. So if people are interested, please, please let us know. Which is a, a great segue. Well, thank, thank you very much. And how do people find out more about you and the gym? Yeah, uh, just go to www.crossfitpacificcoast.com, and all the, the information is on there. What part of town are you in physically? We, we are in, we are downtown. So we are on Coda Street, 
um, between Garden and Santa Barbara. So if you know where the Saturday farmer's market is, we are Kitty Corner, tucked away in the red brick buildings back there. Great place. Um, you, if you drive down with your windows open, you might hear our music. <laughs> 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 well, Eric, thank you very much yeah, um, you for joining us from CrossFit Pacific Coast. And I want to thanks again to California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services for sponsoring this podcast. And to our podcasting partner, Pull String Press, for this great studio and Cielo 24, who provides the searchable captions for our show. The 805 Project is supported by partners and sponsors throughout the region. We thank them as well. More information at 805connect.com slash partners. And Patrick, what can they do on e- iTunes to help out the podcast? Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, Mark, this is a huge thing, and it's the, it's the, it's the best gift any of our listeners could uh, give back to us uh, for this free podcast is to go on iTunes and uh, click a review, the review button there, and then write something good or bad. It, uh, it is important to us to hear from the people that are listening to this podcast uh, to help us move forward. Every time somebody reviews this podcast, Apple takes note, and it helps push us out to more people. People, uh, and it turns us into a suggestion rather than a destination. So I love that. Yeah. So please take a second to do that. That would help us out quite a bit. And until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations.